Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Oh, damn it. Tom, I almost had it. You'll get there. You'll get one. I looked down at my phone for one second, and I go, finally, I got the Rocket Mortgage part. For whatever reason, I've been doing it for four years, doing it at the, the Quicken Loan Studios, and it was perfectly fine. You throw that rocket mortgage in there, and I... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 11.40 a.m. Eastern. Ryan Wilson going to join us, CBS Sports NFL writer. 11.20. Tom got himself a franchise quarterback. I'm going to get to the phones here in a second. We got a couple of calls, and we got Kevin. Kevin's running the board. Kevin's a Giants fan, and he asked me during every break, all right, what do we do here? We go, we get Rosen, and then we get Rosen, you see, and I give up a third-round pick for Rosen. Oh, man, third-round pick for a former number one just a year later. Jeez. Jeez. And, Kevin, you can state your case if you want to, but, boy, you keep asking me. I got Cardinals fans calling in. They're smelling blood in the water. Well, it's obvious that the Arizona Cardinals they're going to take Kyler Murray. It's getting more and more obvious. I don't know if it's by. just I yeah, I don't part of me don't want to believe it's obvious. It, it, it's obvious. Evan it's getting saying, more obvious. Yeah. Everyone was saying mm. boza 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 and all of a sudden once that report came out, the Cardinals they're going to look at Kyler well, Murray and wait a fall minute. in love it's, with them more. It's come on, you're from New York, right? Uh yes. And you have to speak with that New York. I mean, it's not boza, it's bosa. 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 Joey Bosa. Bosa. But Bosa. Bosa. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Go ahead. No, and then you've seen the reports that they're going to go after that they like Murray. They're probably going to take Kyler Murray. And then yeah, you I saw, saw him, all right. that Josh Rosen, he was upset about that report. And the Cardinals, they would actively shop him. And I think it's a win win. They said a third round pick, possibly. For Rosen, it's a steal for the Giants because you finally get your quarterback from the 2018 draft, and then you have Saquon, and I don't have to hear about the quarterback-running back comparison ever again. I mean, that's a great thought. That's a great theory. I'm not saying you're wrong. What I'm pointing out, though, is that it would seem the scary part about it is that I don't I don't hate Josh Rosen as much as some do. Some just think he sucks and he's just going to suck and that's the end of it. I don't think that. I you got to give a kid a chance. And the problem with that is I think Josh Rosen, I don't know if he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. I think he can be good enough to fool you. And I think that's the scary part if you're Dave Gettleman. I think Derek, Dave Gettleman is in a very Obviously a difficult position because people are calling up Sports Talk Radio thinking that he'll just trade away Saquon Barkley after he drafted him last year. Now, I'd like to see Saquon Barkley with a chance to play for a playoff team. I know. I'd like to see him play for a playoff team because, I, I, I serious, if you can't get that quarterback situation figured out, you're just going to turn him into Barry Sanders. 
And that's it. Barry Sanders is a Hall of Famer, one of the most legendary backs we've ever seen, one of the greatest football players ever. Uh, Barry Sanders was never, with the exception of one or two years, never a real true threat to do anything. It's the same thing with Adrian Peterson. If if either one of those guys had quarterbacks, I mean real true threat quarterbacks, franchise guys, they'd both have diamonds the size of horse turds. But they don't, and they didn't. And I see Adrian Peterson at 35 still chugging along, and he just signed a two-year, $8 million deal, and who's he got now, Case Keenum? All right. So at least he just gets to play a couple more years and have a couple more years in the sun and, and surprise some people because he is older and he's still a great back. But for the Giants, and I, I'm going to throw the Dolphins in here too. The Dolphins starter right now is who, Jake Rudock? Two unknown people. Yeah, I forget who the other one is, but I know their starter right now is listed as Jake Rudock. Luke Falk, I think. Luke Falk, wow. Rather have Peter Falk, okay. Um, if you're the Giants and you're the Dolphins, don't half-ass it. You, you both might be on the fence about it right now. If you're going to do this, if you're going to tear this thing down, you got to go whole last. And I'm not trying to make a joke. I'm being deathly serious about this. Because if you do it, the only way out is to go the whole way. Folks, I've seen this right in front of my eyes. I once made an argument about it. That when the Browns did, where the Browns are now compared to where they were three years ago, it's night and day. And we have things called the Sashi Wars here, where we have arguments about how much credit Sashi Brown really gets for the rebuild of the Cleveland Browns. And I will always say, Sashi Brown did way more for the Cleveland Browns than what Hugh Jackson ever did. Hugh Jackson tried to trade a second and a third for A.J. McCarron. That's a real deal that nearly happened. A real one that nearly happened. And Sashi Brown got in the way of it. Sashi Brown's a martyr in my eye just for getting in the way of that one. A second and a third during that season for A.J. McCarron, please. But to see this with my own very eyes, this is a very tricky thing. If it doesn't go almost perfect, and it hasn't gone all, all just completely perfect yet for the Browns, they were still a 7-8-1 football team. And remember, they were terrible for 18 years, 17 years, leading up to those last two years where they were 1-15, 0-16 before 7-8-1. They were so bad, you lost a generation of fans. There were people here, more and more Steelers fans, more and more children were becoming Steelers fans. I'm just telling you how this works, especially in New York where you have two teams there. You have a situation where if it doesn't go your way, you can end up being a more bun franchise that gets made up, made fun of for a generation where you lose a generation of fans. Now the Browns are starting to get those people back. Odell Beckham Jr., kids love him. You would see kids in the stands at Browns games where the Giants weren't playing the Browns. They'd be wearing Odell Beckham Jr. jerseys. They love him. Now he plays for the Browns. That's just one little thing about it that helps you bring them back. But if you don't do it the right way, it ends up being something that's horrific. If you go half-assed, it ends up being something that's horrific. For Sashi Brown, I'll give Sashi Brown credit. If it wasn't for him, I think that the Browns would have... Three more Ray Farmers, they'd still be a three- or four-win football team. They would still suck up the room, and I wouldn't be talking about him this morning. They would have a bad quarterback. They would have more than likely a head coach who becomes a lame duck again, and we would just start the process all over again. 
for the Giants and for the Dolphins, if you're both sitting on the fence and you don't know what you're going to do and you're thinking about doing this, you're either all in or you're all out because it's going to get ugly and it's going to cost jobs. People are going to get fired. People are never going to work in the NFL again over this. You have to understand that. Fans are going to call in every single day to your offices. I've been there. I've heard the calls. Screaming at your t- at your ticket reps. Screaming at the woman who just answers the phone down in the lobby. They'll drive by. They'll yell things at your building. I've been there. I've seen it. They'll call into sports talk radio, saving more horrific things about your organization than they already have. If you do it, though, you don't back out. You go through those seasons, you know whether or not you're going to get fired. That's the way it works. And I think you should be understanding that heads will roll. That Brian Flores is a guy that a lot of people are excited about. He might not make it out of it because it might just become a little bit too much. Pat Shermer's a guy that people were excited about bringing into New York. I think a lot of Giants fans could take him or leave him at this point. If you go out and you make a trade for Josh Rosen, the problem with Josh Rosen is Josh Rosen might be good enough where it confuses Dave Gettleman. No, we got all these draft picks. If we have Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen might still be good and you don't have to worry about it. But if we have all these draft picks and we got Josh Rosen here, and he was a little bit better than what he was last year. Maybe I don't have to spend it on one of these guys out of the draft that we don't know about. Maybe there's no Tua Tagovailoa there. Maybe maybe he doesn't look as good because now we'll be going through a year where we're looking through all the problems for Tua Tagovailoa, where we're looking through all the problems for all the other quarterbacks in this draft. And it'll start to mess with you. So if you're going to do it, remember, you can win too many games and find yourself in the disadvantage where you're not number one overall, a la the NBA, and where there's nobody who can trade up over you because the number one spot's the number one spot, and you have the very pick of the litter of the quarterback that you would want. Whether it be Jake Fromm, whether it be Tua Tagovailoa, whether it be any of them. Or you could be second best, or third best, or fourth best, and still have to wonder whether or not guys could trade up over you. The thing that worked out for the Browns, you had the number one pick in back-to-back years. I have absolutely no faith that Sashi Brown could have been able to pick those guys. Well, Kenny got Miles Garrett. Daffy Duck could have drafted Miles Garrett. The number one overall pick, both of those things, and you have to be willing to ruin your name for your fan base for the good of your football team. If you're going to do it, you do it right. You do it the whole way. You don't back out halfway through. You go the whole way with it. You as mass of many picks. And just like the part in Goodfellas, when you can't borrow another buck from the bank, when you can't write any more bad checks, you get the Molotov cocktails and you burn the place out. That means you start firing the general manager, you fire the coaching staff, and you start to work together for the future again. There is a way it can be done. But it's very, very carefully done, and it's a very scary scenario, and I can't predict that it works because, honestly, the Browns are looked at as a very good contender for the 2019 season. However, there have been 53 NFL world champions that have won it all. They didn't have to tear down. They didn't have to do it. Jimmy Johnson got his guy the first year, and away he went, the way they went. They traded it. They traded Herschel Walker. They got all the picks. They moved that around. You could use that as some sort of a, of a plan if you really want to. But basically, 53 championships have been won. None of them had to tank. And the thing for the Browns that I say for a lot of people is that they were a 3-13 team before they quote-unquote tanked. 
How do you tank out a three-win football team? So if you're the Giants and you're thinking about doing it, if you're going to do it, there's no toes dipped in the water. That means you get rid of Eli Manning. That means that you move forward with whoever you have as the backup quarterback. You don't try to win some games. You either keep Pat Shermer because he's a good guy or you fire Pat Shermer and bring in that next quarterback and that next coach and away you go. And the same thing goes on in Miami. But if you're going to do it, you do it the whole way. And you understand that fans are going to hate your guts. Sports talk, radio guys, writers, TV commentators are going to hate your guts. You're going to be the butt of jokes. You'll be compared to the Browns over the last 20 years. And there's still no guarantee that you're going to find the right guy. You could tank this thing out and end up with the next Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, or somebody who's not good. You can end up with Blake Bortles because I don't want to say anything bad about Josh Rosen and Josh Allen. You could end up with the next Blake Bortles. And that just elongates it even more. So it's your choice. But if you do it, you go the whole way. Mike in Raleigh, North Carolina. You're first up on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Mike. Go ahead, bud. So, long-suffering Browns fan, he, Browns fan here, and uh, I just can't even put into words how excited I am. Um, you know, we got completely gashed in the run game last year. What do we do? We go get Sheldon Richardson from the Vikings. We need someone opposite of Miles Garrett. What do we do? We go to the Giants and we get somebody that can, uh, you know, put pressure on the other side and uh, free Miles Garrett up to be uh, the player that I think he can be. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. deal speaks for itself. Anybody that wouldn't trade a number 17 pick, a third-round pick, uh, for him is out of their mind. Um, and, you know, the excitement in Cleveland, you know, the Browns have a fan base and, and you are right. You know, it ha some of the, uh, fan base has been lost after years of, of absolutely atrocious football, but there are Cleveland Browns fans all over the world. I don't know if it's the simple orange helmet the you know the uh, the history Jim Brown all that but uh, there are a ton of Browns fans out there uh, and before I go I want to talk a little bit about uh, you know Freddie Kitchens people saying you know well, the guy's never been a head coach and you know they're doing this for Baker Mayfield I have faith in Freddie Kitchens because John Dorsey has faith in Freddie Kitchens John Dorsey knows exactly what he's doing. He's the best general manager in football. Why do you think the Chiefs are where they're at right now? John Dorsey. Well, yeah, and, and that can be a bad thing. Cause, and, Mike, thank you very much for the call because John Dorsey's taking some heat for Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill's a grown man. If it ends up being that he was guilty of that, we're talking about prison time for him, not him just getting released from the Chiefs. And we'll talk more about that as the day goes on. However, when it comes to Freddie Kitchens, I, there's just no there's no track record. So I can't say that I think he's going to be this overwhelmingly great coach. I like Freddie Kitchens a lot. I think he's a good offensive mind, and I think he's a good dude overall. But just because I like him doesn't mean he's going to end up being a wonderful head coach. He's got a lot of ingredients to work with that, uh, with that offense. I'm worried about how Steve Wilkes will work the defense. He's going to have to be so incredibly hands-on because Freddie and Todd Munkin have to work with the offense. It's going to be a very tough scenario. And he'll end up being a scapegoat for a lot of people because more people are going to want to blame him if things go awry than they will with Baker. Na well, that's with the fan base. Nationally, I think a lot of people are going to want to blame Baker, and I just need to go by my own hierarchy. I put quarterback ahead of coach in that scenario. 
and I feel if you let a wide receiver get in the way, that's on you. That's why I've been so strong against Ben Roethlisberger. That's why I've been so strong against Eli Manning and Ben McAdoo and Pat Shermer in that case with the New York Giants. You paid the guy $95 million just last year, not even a full calendar year ago. Oh, now all of a sudden it's a problem? Okay, I'm sure. Maybe there's a little bit of scapegoating going on. 855-2124-CBS. We got more people here. We'll get to them. Also, Tom found his franchise quarterback. He will be walking down the aisle. What the hell are you saying, Ken? I'll tell you what I'm saying. Next on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS. Try to get to the phones here in a minute. I got to wish you congratulations. <laughs> Tom D. Benedetto. Hello, Tom. Hello, Kenneth. So you popped the question. That's right. Tell me how it went there, hot sex, Tom. In Roma, in Rome. It was, oh, my goodness. So I was on this two-week trip to Italy, and I planned to do it at the end of the trip in Venice, and I had the ring, and I just didn't want to hold on to it anymore. So we went into the uh, Galleria Borghese, a beautiful park, kind of like you, Rome's Central Park. You got engaged in somewhere called the Galleria Borghese? That's right, the Borghese Gardens. Oh, The most influential Renaissance family in Rome. They were the de Medici's of Rome. Anyway, I found a very quiet private spot in this park where I didn't have weird, uh, you know, Italian people gawking at us and then running up to us afterwards, and boom, it was magic. The the Italians, do you, by the way, do you get bothered, like, have you seen Godfather? Of course, yes. Well, hey, my wife is almost full-blooded Italian. She's never seen The Godfather. You gotta fix that. No, her grandmother hates that movie. Because of, like, it, it's stereotypes. It put, yeah. yeah. But I was going to yeah. say, does it bother you when people call them the Italians? It's a little much. It would bother me. It's a little much. Yeah, it's a little much. Like, come on. Are you, are you that big of a hillbilly? You can't say Italian. You have to say the Italians. But the Italians so, are a little much. So Well, they, they would be. It I would, I would both have, ways. Yeah, I would imagine they're very, uh, they're, they're very romantic people. They are. That's why if so, you pr- propose in their vicinity, oh, they go man. crazy. That's why I needed to. And, and my now fiance hates that. You know, she wanted it to be private. And she hates that kind of weird attention, especially oh, when it's in another on. language. Oh, <laughs> it's just a weird. It would have been really weird if I had done it in too public a place and we got swarmed by people yelling at us in Italian and trying to take our picture and like grab at our cheeks and stuff. So oh, I avoided. I avoided that. Did they? Did, oh, they avoid. So you didn't get your cheeks grabbed? They'll do that. No. They'll grab you by the face. Yeah. Who knows what would have happened. I did it like on the Spanish steps or somewhere, like in front of a thousand people. Uh, I saw bad. the picture of you with the Michelangelo David. And That's I go, right. Man, you got you got engaged in front of a naked man. No, but I, I was like, oh, okay. That would have okay. been a cool move too. I don't really, you know, I don't really measure up. But what? You, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You measure up to that? Well. Without getting into too much detail, I mean, I, I more meant his overall, I mean, his yeah, overall, little, yeah. his overall size. He he is a daunting figure. Technically, I would think that because it's such a large statue, right. it would be much bigger than any of us. Right. But what I'm saying, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's there what we I'm go. Saying. Yeah, I mean, he's a good looking man. Don't get me wrong. Very much so. Um, I did like the positioning of where he's at in this photo of you two. This is fantastic. <laughs> now, did you get engaged after this picture? Uh, prior to oh, you got so you're already engaged. That's right. Is she making plans? Uh, yeah, kind of. She can't help herself. We, we're not in any. I mean, we've been dating for nine years, so we're obviously not in any rush. Date nine years. Yeah, we have. What took you so long? 
It's a good question. Um, I didn't really have money for a ring, and I wasn't really Old in a rush. Though. Neither Old of us are big on like marriage or kids. I know that sounds crazy, probably to you. Boy, I really am. I it is 1957 in my house, isn't it? <laughs> I got three kids. Liz and I got engaged after less than a year, and we were married in less than two years. Kicking it old school. Yeah. Well, technically, the third kid isn't here yet, but when he gets here, then it's going to be three kids, and I'll have my three sons. I mean, and seriously. I didn't even I, know I, that. Congratulations. I didn't realize I, didn't realize I was not, – it's not about me. It's about you, but I just didn't realize I was this old-fashioned. So you guys going to have kids? You guys still thinking about it? You don't have to have kids. That's the thing that married people like to put on each other yeah. is to have well, the people who have kids. And I'm not going to start taking calls on this. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just pointing out is that we love to do this. Okay, you got married. You want to get married? When you get married? Oh, yeah, you get married? Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then it turns into when are you guys having kids? No, marriage is one thing. Kids is another. You don't want to have kids. You don't have kids. You don't have to answer to anybody if you don't want to have children in 2019. Do you hear me? Yeah, I don't want you them. Hear me? She doesn't want them. And there you I, go. I mean, I take Be the responsibility incredibly yeah. seriously. I look up to you, Ken. I don't know how the hell you're doing it. It's a, it's not it's oh, not it's anything li- I take lightly. Oh, it's Liz. Let's, let's be serious. It's Liz. I'm certainly I, not capable. Yeah. No, at least not where I'm at right now. They're small children. I teach. I taught. I, I teach Axel how to shoot baskets to try to throw a football. He's a little bit afraid of the football because I accidentally dotted him one in the face. Uh, but they're toys to me. Liz has to do a lot of the dirty work. I, I mean, I'll change diapers and do all that stuff. But they're toys to me. Liz does a fantastic job, and I mean that. But uh, if if you are, I I always tell people when they ask because it always gets. When are you guys having kids? When are you guys having kids? You guys got to focus on each other first. If you guys are together and you feel together you want to bring a child into the world, then you go right on ahead and you try to do so. But if you guys feel that you are into each other and you don't want the burden, because it can be a burden at times of raising children, then don't raise children. If you see it as a burden and not a blessing, do not raise children. You shouldn't have to do that. Anybody out there. I got a couple of friends. Like, no. I was like, man, my parents are busting my stones. Don't do it. We got three. And I tell you what, after one, we thought it was only going to be one. We had two, we thought it was only going to be two. Now it's three. So, Tom, congratulations. Look at you two. When are you guys going to, so when, how long away is it going to be when you guys get hitched? Yeah, good question. Probably 2021. 2021? 2022. Yeah. That's a long engagement. Does it really matter? I'm, I, see, I'm lost on this whole thing. Wow. But maybe I won't get away with all this. I just don't know how it really matters. Well, is it going to be a small ceremony or is it going to be something pretty opulent? What I'm do you hoping think? for small and in a remote location. Obviously, our families are going to want it more local and bigger. So we'll see who wins that one. There's like 400 in my wedding. So it was like Goodfellas. Yeah. So it was a pretty opulent thing. But we did it in less than a year. So Good for congratulations. The whole thing that you guys pulled off is amazing. No, thank you. Where's You're Kevin? Man than I. No, I'm not. Where's Kevin? Kevin. I'm right here. You engaged yet? What are you doing? No, I'm, I'm 22 years old. I'm still living life. Get your ass in gear. You're an old maid. I'm still lo- I'm still living and loving life. You know, if you're a woman, if this was still my day, you would still call it that. You would be an old maid. All right, Kevin. Gosh, you're only 22? Yes, sir. Hey, you're such a baby. They didn't even ascend yet. All right. Or descend, I should say. There it is. All right, Kevin, thank you. And congratulations to Tom D, baby. The D, are you, you, wait man. a minute. Hey, is she taking your last name? How are you guys going to do that? Uh, it's another. I mean, because if you if you guys have a hyphenated last name, no, I, I have happening. to take a I have to take a break in the middle of your last <laughs> names. 
No, no, she's. I think she's going to keep her name. I will be advocating for that. If she wants to take my name, that's fine. Ah, very 2019. Yeah, I wouldn't allow that in my house. I'm kidding. I'm mm-hmm. kidding, Tom. 855-212-4CBS. We'll try to get to the phones coming up also. Ryan Wilson, my buddy, CBS Sports NFL writer. We'll see what he thinks about what happened with free agency. Are the Browns real contenders? Should the Giants tank it out? Should the Dolphins tank it out? Could the Raiders actually be involved in anything? And Kyler Murray, number one overall after the pro day. We'll ask him about that coming up. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4227. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. You can save some money by going to GEICO. Switch to GEICO right now. 15 minutes, you're saving 15% or more on car insurance. It's that simple. Ryan Wilson coming up in a moment. Also, I got to talk some college hoops at some point. And this Russell Westbrook thing, an expensive seat isn't a license to be a dummy, dummy. Okay. And I don't care what anybody wants to say about Russell Westbrook. That all coming up. Five burning questions at 1220 p.m. Eastern. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Yeah, it's that simple. And I look at Baker Mayfield, and I think that he's a guy who has the most pressure on him in the NFL right now. Because we love to build everybody up just to tear him down, to build him back up again. It's different with Baker. You either are with him or you're against him. There's no And, and part of what's fun is there's no gray area. So you're either in love with Baker Mayfield and away you go or you hate that guy and you can't wait for him to fail. There's no take it or leave it. Carson Wentz, there's take it or leave it somewhere in there. There's a little bit of, eh, what are you going to do? With Baker Mayfield, you're either all in or you're all out. It's part of the fun of debating him. It's part of the fun of talking about him. We, I don't get that with anybody else. Like I look at Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has been a quarterback that people have criticized here and there. There's a lot of it. I, I kind of root for him. To go through all that, well, he shouldn't be a quarterback. Really, he should be this. It's like that part in Family Guy. I'm going to draw you a nice Kermit the Frog. Well, I want to be a quarterback. Yeah, well, you're going to get a nice Kermit the Frog. I, I, I root for him in that position. It's a way more lucrative position. If he can actually work out, it changes the conversation. We're seeing offenses change. Now we talk about Kyler Murray being a number one overall pick, whether or not that's realistic. Part of that is because the groundwork has been laid with Baker Mayfield. Part of that because of Lamar Jackson. We see what type of offenses can be run. We are going out of the box, and this is the fun of it, going out of the box, a six, five, seven step drop, six, five, five step drop, six, five, good arm stays in the pocket. We're going past that. It's fun. It means this game's the game is evolving and we're starting to have different conversations about quarterbacks, offense, and then in turn, the defenses should get better. Talk about all that. We welcome in Ryan Wilson, CBS Sports, NFL writer. He joins us on the hotline right now. Ryan, how the hell are you? I'm hanging in there. How's it going, Ken? Oh, it's going pretty well. Now, you know I'm from Cleveland, and I've had you on in Cleveland before. They make this move for Odell Beckham. One, how surprised were you in the move with Odell Beckham Jr.? Two, are the Browns contenders now? Uh, I was that guy in the the Twitter video going around losing his mind when he read on his phone that they got Odell Beckham. It is huge. It is enormous. And it it makes the AFC North not fun again because unless you're a Browns fan in recent years, it's been fun for the other teams. But I I think it's one of the best divisions in the league. And I said, look, before they even got Odell, I was saying in January when the season just ended, I feel like this team led by Baker Mayfield is going to be the best team in the AFC North. My only concern, and 
you would know better than me, Ken, about this, is that is it going to be too much? Because everyone's now on the Browns bandwagon, and by the time we get to, to training camp, is it going to be sort of the pressure of sort of collapsing under their own weight of all these expectations? And that's the only thing I worry about. I feel like Hugh Jackson's gone. That's a good thing. Baker Mayfield's installed there. He seems impervious to pressure. I think Freddie Jackson's uh, Freddie Kitchens is going to do a good job as the coach. We saw that late last year. So there are a lot of reasons to love this team. And it's weird to say, but they have very few holes. I think, again, the biggest hole is the lack of experience. And I'm sort of – look, I'm a Steelers homer, and I'm excited to see how this plays. I'm actually excited for the Browns to see how this works out for them because I don't know what this entire fan base did to, to – Deserve, deserve what they've had happen to them since 1999, but I think this is finally a step in the right direction, and, and it's, it's sort of fun. Man, so wait a minute, you're Steelers homer? I You never told me this. Yeah, I don't like to brag about it when I'm on Browns radio. <laughs> you never told me this whatsoever, Ryan. This is amazing. Okay, well then go to the Antonio Brown scenario. Did you think that that all worked out for the Steelers? Did Antonio Brown get the better of them? <laughs> Yeah, oh, boy. Antonio Brown. Oh, you know the best part is Antonio Brown acted like a an insane person for a month and a half with the blonde mustache and making weird comments and doing all these weird sort of Instagram videos. And the moment he shows up in Oakland, his his mustache is again black. He has his hair cut. The mm-hmm. press conference, he looks like the most normal person. He's Kaiser Sose basically. He got off the plane in Oakland, and that limp just turned into a little sprint. Derek Carr's house. The Steelers got worked over. They're third to fifth. Um, and Antonio Brown had a lot to do with that. And not only that, to get the, the new money from the $30 million extra guaranteed as a soon-to-be 31-year-old. But the Steelers really had no choice. They couldn't bring him back. Uh, it wasn't going to work out, it sounded like. And they sort of um, they brought this on themselves. Mike Tomlin ha- had let it go on, and he has, he's reportedly said that we keep Antonio Brown so we can't keep him anymore, and, and that came to head in Week 17. So they have to find uh, plan B because Juju Smith-Schuster, for as good as he is, I don't think he can do it by himself. Um, and they're not a better football team right now without Le'Veon and without Antonio Brown. I think Ben Roethlisberger certainly is a big part of their success. They need to get better on defense, and I think if they can find a wide receiver um, you know, that's half the production of Antonio Brown, that they should be okay. Ryan Wilson joining us on the show, CBS Sports NFL writer. Find him on Twitter, at RyanWilsonCBS. Well, that's what got me a little bit agitated here, Ryan, is that – I thought they used Antonio Brown more as a scapegoat. And I know there's no Love Bell last year, and they did well with James Conner. But Antonio Brown leaving, I wonder what's going to be on Juju Smith-Schuster. But what I'm really worried about, or what I should say should be concerning to a Steelers fan, is Ben Roethlisberger. I think this is the biggest year of his career. You have made it abundantly clear. Antonio Brown was our problem. We have cut that cancer out. Now we move on. If you fail now, this is another year where you have not met expectations. That's more on Mike Tomlin, and that should be more on the quarterback. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, Roethlisberger's a Hall of Famer, but you could also make mm-hmm. the case very easily that he has not reached his potential. That team has not reached his potential. Mike Tomlin hasn't reached the potential of that team. They haven't been to the Super Bowl since 2010, and they lost to Green Bay in that game, and mm-hmm. they've had some spectacular offenses and some average-to-above-average defenses in the last four or five years. And they've had more than enough talent to, to get past the Patriots, which they, they cannot seem to do, or not lose the silly games. They lose to terrible football teams like the Raiders last year, for example. So you can say all you want about Antonio Brown um, not being a good teammate, showing up late, wearing fur coats on the sideline. 
But you also look at his numbers and tell me how you replace that. And not only that, he's not. This isn't garbage time numbers. He's making big plays, game changing plays. The week before the the game, he didn't show up for the Bengals. Was that Week 16 game against the Saints that they should have won? And he had over 200 yards in that game. I think uh, he was a huge part. Of, they were in it till the end. So you have to replace that production. And Dante Moncrief, the guy they signed last week, he ain't going to do that. So as much as everyone loves Juju Smith-Schuster, again, you have to have someone next to Juju Smith-Schuster that can sort of take the pressure off of him. Are the Dolphins planning to tank? I People have been saying that for, for days now. I just don't know why Brian Flores, who is supposed to be you know the next coming to Bill Belichick and, and comes from an organization that likes to win football games, would take a job where it's explained to him or he's okay with, not playing football for 16 games. Now, it sure looks like that. They don't have a quarterback right, right now. The two quarterbacks they have have attempted five passes total in the NFL. Um, Johnny Hecker has 19 pass attempts, by the way, the Rams punter. <laughs> so I would think you would think about drafting the quarterback at number 13. But And, and Teddy Bridgewater said no. Who else is out there? Are you going to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, I well, suppose, what do you why, think? I'm sorry, Ryan, why in this draft? I, you, have, you have Dwayne Haskins, you have Kyler Murray. I think those two can be good. Drew Locke, you're going you're, you're gonna to do this for Drew Locke? I, I think that you're just doing this again in three years then, and that's going to yeah. get Brian Flores fired, and you're wasting your time. That's right. So that's right. You could tank for Tua, as the, the saying goes. And there's Justin Herbert at Oregon that's going to be there next year. Uh-huh. But here's the deal, man. What if you go 6-10 and 10, or somehow manage to win seven football games or something? Now you're in a position where you've got to trade up, and if Chris Greer, the GM, is really about stockpiling picks, which he, he's done a good job of and cutting fat and all that other stuff, the last few weeks, if you're willing to burn that capital, and that's the plan, if that's your sort of savings account for for 2020, I get that. But is is Drew, uh, excuse me, Herbert or two are they going to be that much better than Dwayne Haskins? I'm with you on Drew Locke. There are questions there, but I, I wonder is the investment, whether it's a first round pick or seven round pick or whatever, you have to give up to move up. Should you have a decent season? But look, maybe they got one in 15, and and it won't matter. They can get whoever they want. But it's just a weird strategy to play to hire a new guy, and he's all in on losing when he comes from an organization. That I, would Bill Belichick do this would be my question to, to people who think that. But it certainly looks that way, so you know it's hard to make the counterargument. Ryan Wilson joining us on the show. What the hell are the Giants going to do next? Then uh, That's a team. The, the Dolphins, you could convince me, have a plan, uh, and I would buy that. The Giants have no plan. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you signed Odell Beckham last year in August and pay him $20 million to trade him. I don't know why you insist on bringing back 38-year-old Eli Manning year after year. There are conversations now that they may not even draft a quarterback at number six, and at this point it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, they traded Olivier Vernon, as you know, to the Browns. So they don't have any edge rushers. They need help along the offensive line. They got Zeitler and that other in the Vernon trade, but they need help at right tackle. I mean, the list goes on and on, and you can make these sort of giant apologists that say, well, the plan is to rebuild. I don't know what you're rebuilding. I really have no idea. I don't know what you're doing. If you take a quarterback at six, that's a good start, but there's no guarantee they will. And Giants fans are going to lose their mind if they end up taking Daniel Jones out of Duke at number 17. He's sort of a Peyton and Eli Manning disciple, but he is not Peyton or Eli Manning. But that wouldn't surprise me either. Well, so I don't know what they're doing to the worst team in football. I, I think he's just I, – I think you have a, a bunch of quarterbacks who still get to go in the first round or second round or whatever just because of their size and then you what you just brought up. Just because you were coached by David Cutcliffe doesn't mean you're another Manning. Right, that's right. So that, that thinking will bother me. Real quick, Kyler Murray. Is it a lock? He's number one overall. What did you think of what you heard about his pro day? Yeah, his pro day was fine. He didn't mess up. He didn't have a Teddy Bridgewater pro day where he need, he didn't have his gloves on and had to redo. He looked, he looked good there. And I'm with you coming in when you were saying, look, Short guys can play quarterback, and here's what I'll say about Kyler Murray. I love him, and I think number one's almost a lock. But 
for all the talk about 6'5 quarterbacks, think about your five favorite Patrick Mahomes throws or Baker Mayfield throws. The 6'5 guys, Matt Ryan aren't, isn't making those throws. So if mm-hmm. you're okay with 6'5 guys lumbering around, then don't draft Kyler Murray. But if you want excitement and a chance to change your football organization, I think you take Kyler Murray. I'm not sure the Cardinals should do it, but I think they might. Man, I'm just afraid of the Cliff Kingsbury scenario there. I don't know. They're not asking for the world. Just hear me out. I know I don't have a lot of time. They're not asking for the world at Texas Tech. He doesn't do well at Texas Tech. <laughs> You're right. And then somehow by the Peter principle, he ends up as a head coach of an NFL team, and they're going to draft his quarterback number one to run his system. Yeah. What makes sense about any of that? None. And Steve Kine, the GM, is also saying, I'm willing to draft two quarterbacks in the first round. What is his year. job? What is his job? Because he drafted the guy number 10 overall, <laughs> and he hired and fired the head coach. What is he still doing there? Uh, you're, hey, man, you're preaching to the choir. Uh, I mean, if another team traded for Kyler, the Giants, for example, before they traded Odell, that would be fun to watch. But now in the post-Odell world, it doesn't make any sense. I, it doesn't at all. I, if, I, if I were these two, if I was the Cardinals, if you if you really want to go the Kyler Murray route, go the Kyler Murray route. I didn't believe the, and I don't have any problem with Charlie Castley whatsoever. But if we're talking about work ethic through fifteen minute interviews here, <laughs> I think it's a little bit much. I think if you were to go, if he were to go on his official visits to these teams, right. and to come back after a day and you say something like that, maybe it's a little bit more believable. I'm not listening to it fifteen minutes. I want the best for the top two quarterbacks. I think that they're worth it. Everybody else. I'm waiting for Herbert, I'm waiting for Fromm, I'm waiting for Tagovailoa next year, and I guess I'm willing to tank it out to do so. Ryan, yes or no? Yeah, no, you're right, exactly. Top two guys and then wait for next year. Thank you, Ryan. You know I love you, my friend. All the very best. We'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you. The great Ryan Wilson joining us on the hotline. It's always good to have people on you agree with. If you're going to tank it out, if you're the Giants, if you're the Dolphins, think long and hard before you do it. And then if you're actually committed to it, do it. That means Eli's got to go. You get rid of that money. Save on that cap. Do what you got to do. Got one year left on that contract. I know that you want to be good to your legend. I know you feel he's a Hall of Famer. That's perfectly fine. That's all rightfully so. But you do have a football team that you have to get ready for in the future. And if you want to do it, if you're going to commit to it, I can't say it's perfect, but if you're going to commit to it, you go the whole way or you don't go at all. Because at least the Dolphins, the Dolphins do seem to have something like they're trying to get ready for. It might be sucking up the room in 2019, but at least it's a plan. The Giants, I have no idea. It's like they're making it up as they go along. 855-2124-CBS. Five burning questions at 1220 Eastern. Coming up next, an expensive seat isn't a license to be a dumbass. Dumbass. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.